Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Asif Khan and Abriana Lopez. All right, we are back with your favorite podcast of the week. This is This Week in Location-Based Marketing, episode number 398. Yes, we're fast approaching the 400 mark, uh, and we're recording live on Monday, uh, January the 14th, uh, in the dead of winter here. Um, Aubriana, how are you? Back and fresh from CES? Yes, I am, well, sort of catching up on sleep, uh, or I'm losing sleep for different reasons now, so... I am, yeah, back in the office, back in the swing of things, um, over the jet lag. But CES was great. Had you know some really awesome meetings, met some new people, caught up with some old industry friends, um, and it was a great show. So, uh, quick two nights, and that's like long enough for me in Vegas. And it was really, really good. How about you? You're gearing up for um, something. I yeah, know. so we we have actually tomorrow. Um, so by the time you're listening to this, it'll be over. But Tuesday night in New York, uh, Karsten and the team will be there. Uh, I won't be going uh, to do a um, an LBMA retail tour and a dinner uh, for with some of our members tomorrow night. Uh, kind of on the back end of the NRF show, which is going on right now uh, in New York City. Uh, I know a couple of our board members are going to be there and, and, and stuff as well. So uh, so that's kind of what's happening this week. And then first week of uh, February, I'm heading over uh, to uh, Germany for our LOCA conference. So excited about that. And that's kind of like our biggest international or at least European gathering of, of LBMA members. So getting uh, getting pumped up for that. So, yeah. Awesome. Super exciting stuff. Yeah. So we have a little <laughs> bit different formatted show this week. Uh, we have two uh, industry news stories uh, and three member news stories. And in the middle, uh, I just sat down earlier this morning, actually, with uh, uh, some guests. Uh, and that is uh, Here Technologies and Verve um, have gotten together. The two, two great LBMA members have partnered up on a... Uh, uh, a new announcement, and I decided to uh, to have them both on the show this week to talk about what they're doing together uh, and why they're working together. And so, you'll you'll have that to listen to in a little bit as well. So, why don't we jump right into it? All right. Well, I'm going to start with Square. Everybody knows the the payment processing Square, right? Um, so they have launched a new SDK, and this is pretty cool. So I think what they've done is said like, you know, what are the different ways that people pay? Um, and how do they engage with payment and you know what are consumers doing on a regular basis and so what this SDK is allowing um, apps and retailers to do is you know they embed this SDK a few simple lines of code and they can do in-app purchases in person right so um, I go into the retailer I have the retailers app and I can actually just pay right there on my app in person um, via Square now this integrates with like your credit card, your Apple Pay, your Google Pay, whatever you want to use right there. So it's integrating with your wallet of choice, which I think is really cool. Um, but they're kind of thinking this obviously in, uh, let's go with an old throwback word that was very popular and still seems to get thrown out very often is omni-channel. So they're taking an omni-channel approach here, but really just thinking about, you know, like what are the different ways that people pay? So you've got the physical uh, the web purchases and then the in-app purchases like on mobile mobile app transactions. So um, what I thought was interesting from this story is that one of the beta testers that they worked with is um, is a company that creates like branded mobile apps for hospitality companies and a ticket registration app. 
And so with the SDK embedded um, through this beta test, they saw a 20% increased conversion rate, which is like, that's a lot, right? Um, and I think that it's all about ease of use. So I think of myself as a, as a shopper and my impulse buys online are certainly going to be, if I'm like on Instagram, there's like a shoppable, you know, something I can shop now and I can use my Apple Pay so I don't have to get up and get a credit card. I'm definitely more inclined to do something like that. Um, so the more seamless and the more ease of use that something like this has, obviously I think the conversion rates are going to increase. So that's like a huge lift uh, and I think that's amazing. So this is available in US, UK, Australia, Canada, and Japan. Um, and this is Square's SDK. So I think this is great. I, I, I'm excited by this. I think this is a fantastic move for Square. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a platform we've all sort of at least in this industry, played with, seen, uh, experimented with, you know, at one time or another. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you guys use Square in your in your uh, in your business, uh, Rihanna? We don't. Um, okay. You know, I've looked at that. We actually use Booker, which okay. recently got bought by MindBody. But yeah. Yeah, so we. I mean, we've, Square is great. I, I know a lot is. of small businesses that use it. Yeah, I do too, and uh, we've even used it for various LBMA events, uh, for uh, for tickets uh, at the door, uh, you know, as people are coming in or things like that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it's it's a super easy to use, powerful platform, and I like that uh, they're adding this idea of you now to sort of just in, baking it into in, into mobile apps. Um, uh, I think it's it's really cool. It's it's easy um, to implement from the description that they've they provided here. I like that it's available right off the bat in multiple markets, not just the U.S. Even in Canada, people, you can Whoa. use this. Look out! Um, so yeah, I, I think this is cool. I'm looking forward to uh, to talking to some people about this and uh, and and seeing how it plays out. Uh, I can think of a couple of apps that, that we work with up here uh, alone that uh, would probably jump on this. So. Um, yeah, I um, don't have a lot more to say about it. I mean, I think everybody knows who Square is. I think everybody's experienced it in a, you know, in a taxi cab or, you know, something like that along the way. And, um, you know, now if you, if you can just have that in an app without having the little widget uh, plugged in uh, or things like that, um, makes perfect sense to me. So there you go. Square SDK, enabling mobile app payments. All right, on to our second industry news story. Now, this one is is fascinating to me. And... Um, at CES this week, one of the announcements that was made was a new partnership between Sinclair, big broadcast media company, and Harman, a uh, big uh, digital in-car um, kind of streaming um, content platform. Um, and um, so they, along with SK Telecom, um, have teamed up. And what they're doing is is creating a new platform for bringing basically broadcast media in into vehicles into the into the telematic scene, and so ultimately where this thing goes in my mind is is that the ability to have broadcast television, um, you know, coming into vehicle, um, and on the surface you might look in and go, well, you know, we're already distracted enough, right? As it is, uh, in fact, here in Ontario, in Toronto, where I live, in the province. It just passed new laws where like it's the strictest uh, distracted driving laws, uh, you know, I, I think out there now. So like the fines are crazy. It's like first fines like a thousand dollars and it's for anything like you cannot, you know, like even like drinking a coffee is like, you know, bad news here now. Right. Like, you know, it, it, you know, that kind of thing. Like it, it's it's serious. Like, you know, you can't touch anything, you know, hold anything. Uh, you've got to be just driving. And um, but that being said, um, 
I think this partnership makes perfect sense because as we uh, progress forward uh, into connected cars, into ultimately self-driving cars, um, what it when we get to that stage, what it means is is it means we have much more uh, time as consumers who are riding in these cars and no longer driving these cars to consume and interact with media and advertising. Um, and so that maybe that means we're actually watching television. Maybe that means we're actually you know streaming Netflix, uh, or uh, you know interacting with digital signage or whatever it is that's going on. Um, it means that we have high dwell time, high engagement, um, because we're not actually having to focus on driving the car at that point in time. And I think as as we move down that path. Um, uh, this type of partnership, this type of relationship, and this type of, of media uh, is going to be uh, really, really valuable. And in the conversation that you're going to hear in a second that I that I had earlier this morning with uh, with uh, Here Technologies and Verve, you know that's kind of essentially where it's going too, right? It, it's you know you have one of the leading platforms in telematics and and in car maps and and data. Um, you know, coming from here and Verve, you know, one of the, the premier partners in delivering geo-targeted mobile advertising and, uh, and attribution related to that. And, uh, you know, as you, as you think about that and you think about kind of what Sinclair and Harmon are doing here, you know, for me, all these pieces are starting to fall into place and come together. So uh, I really like this partnership and I'm excited to see kind of how, how it plays out. Yeah, I will agree with all of that and that I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, you know, obviously we have to figure out how, and you think about the fact that there's already like DVD players and tons of cars and, you know, kids are already watching their shows back there. So, you know, this might be something where it starts in terms of um, like, you know, like an Uber or a chauffeur type of a car where you're being driven and, and somebody can consume their news on the go versus the driver consuming it. And then obviously as you have more uh, automated cars and, and cars that are you know self-driving, then you can move it to where the driver can actually be consuming this media as well. So I think this is interesting. Obviously people have to start thinking about this. They have to put the infrastructure in place, the partnerships in place to deliver this. Um, so I think it's good that they're, they're starting to think about this and who knows, um, you know, now we can be like even more depressed while we're driving around because we're hearing all the bad news like all the time and not just at home. <laughs> or maybe we can, you know, be happier because we're like able to consume something else that's, uh, you know, uplifting um, on the road as well. But I think this makes a lot of sense and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting, too. And I think if you have this kind of capability, you know, and, and obviously you have, you know, 5G coming and you know, lots of other things going on. It's not just for advertising content. You know, it's for basically updating, you know, you can use the, the platform to kind of do a lot more too, right? Whether that's updating the maps themselves or updating the software, you know, uh, in the vehicle. Uh, there's lots of other ways that you can sort of leverage the channel, right? That's open, um, you know, to uh, to do to do many things. I mean, in, in my vehicle right now that I just this got just got, it, it's uh, it's got full connectivity. It's got you know cellular connectivity. It, you know, you, you download, you up you update the maps directly. You know you know, over, over the network. Right. Um, and so I think things like that just become, you know, more possible or, or more easily done or achieved, you know, when you see these types of partnerships between SK and Harmon and, uh, and Sinclair. So yeah, good stuff. I know one day we're going to be telling the story like, Oh, I remember when the car's navigation had to be on a disc and you had to like yeah. put it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. And you're like, Oh, what? <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I saw a car the other day that had a uh, a cassette player in it, and I was like, "Wow!" I, I like I remember doing that. Like I, I like I you know you know sort of like the the A track was before my time, but cassettes we had like when I was yeah. a, a kid, right? Um, and then obviously DVD or, or CDs and 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 then DVDs and all that. So, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting kind of throwback to kind of see that there and go, oh yeah, wow, <laughs> I remember when. So, anyhow, all right. So that's our two industry news stories for this week. Uh, as I said, we have two guests this week: uh, Hervé Uteza uh, from Here Technologies and Tom Kenny from um, Verve. Uh, uh, joined me earlier this morning, and uh, have, they have teamed up uh, on an interesting new partnership. And here they are to tell you all about it. All right, I'm very excited this week uh, for our show because we have two special guests, not one, but two. Um, and uh, two of our uh, LBMA member companies have teamed up uh, on a, an announcement. And rather than uh, Aubriana and I telling you about about the, uh, the news, we're going to let them tell you about it uh, directly. And so I'm excited because I have Hervé Uteza, who is uh, the head of media advertising and technology for Here Technologies. And Tom Kenny, who's the CEO and co-founder of Verve. Welcome to both of you. Um, glad to have you on the show this week. Thank you. Yeah. So maybe just to jump right into it, I mean, I think most of our members, most of the audience uh, who watches This Week in Location-Based Marketing will be familiar with your two companies, but uh, may not be familiar uh, as to how you guys got together uh, on, on working together. So uh, maybe, Hervé, if you want to take the lead on that. Sure, very briefly, maybe the assumption is actually not uh, quite exact here. Technologies, 35-year-old companies, you may know us at Naftec. So we have changed many times and we're now a neutral, open, global location platform company. Uh, we provide the geometry of the world at scale, covering 255 countries. And the roots of uh, reconnecting with Tom is that the companies in the past, uh, five, seven years ago, already started uh, working in a while. So we have enjoyed a long history uh, with Verve, but now we're coming back together to the market at a time when the market is shifting with lots of new different forces. Connected cars are upon us, connected screens in the smart city are upon us. And of course, data science now needs to advance with a much deeper geometry. So it was a natural call for me to place into our friend uh, Tom Kenny and his uh, colleagues at, at Verve. Okay, very good. Tom, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, we're actually uh, quite excited about you know, reconnecting with the here folks. You know, Herbie came in about six, seven months ago. And, and as he mentioned, we have a long history. You know, I come out of Nokia. I was at Nokia for around 10 years and um, left there to start Verve. And so we go way back with the Naptech teams and in pocket and traffic.com. And so, you know, very um, highly respected of the um, platform that the here folks have built. And, uh, you know, as we continue to scale here in the U.S. Uh, and uh, think about other markets, you know, it's, it's a great partnership for us. So I'm very excited. Excellent. And we're excited, too, to kind of see these uh, these partnerships uh, emerge and mature as our industry matures. Uh, obviously, the, the LBMA, uh, you know, we've been at it now for nine years, uh, kind of following and tracking and, and, and working with, with, with everybody in the space. So it's good to see uh, some maturity in the market. And, and interestingly enough, what, what you mentioned there, Hervé, like right from the beginning for us, you know, our mandate has been to look at how location data 
unites all media platforms, whether that's out of home or online or mobile or, or uh, you know, in car or, you know, even even audio, um, you know, in store um, engagement and things like that. So we're we're very excited to see kind of this kind of intersection come to play. Uh, you talked uh, just in your opening comments there about uh, the connected car uh you know, phenomenon that's that's driving a lot of engagement right now, or telematics, maybe to use a, a more broader term. Um, you know, and uh, and part of that is is kind of what this this partnership represents. But also, uh, I'm intrigued to 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 understand kind of how you see this playing into the out of home industry or digital out of home industries. Um, thoughts on kind of sort of you know how your technologies, how your platforms come together to enable uh, engagement around that. Sure. The foundation is really location data, and the foundation is that uh, the uh, data scientists that are now working at targeting uh, attribution calculations of the uh, consumer campaigns, uh, the, the consumer advertising campaign, are now uh, in a highly, highly competitive environment. No surprise to anybody. And what that means is that uh, it is time to go beyond a location uh, signal association to only a POI. And in the context of what a digital out-of-home advertising company will do, of course, understanding the movement of people around the digital signs that they have or the billboards that they have, but also weaving the story of a consumer actually maybe being in a mode of transportation that might be a bus, maybe being in a carpool, maybe being in a, in a rideshare uh, car, uh, understanding the repeat patterns, understanding uh, the weaving of that consumer journey is important. So we do bring, since we are a neutral partner, we, we do not buy and sell media, we partner with uh, great friends like uh, Verve and Tom and his team uh, to empower them to actually advance their data science and what they do by bringing in the geometry of the world at scale. We announced at CES uh, a new data set, the place's footprints, it's basically the geometry of the world at scale, covering, covering the Americas uh, at this stage. We'll do more announcements and most likely with you as uh, we move on around other geographies. We acquired about a year ago a company called Mycelo. You all know at the LBMA who they are, bringing in a marketplace and crowdsourcing view of the venues. And from that on, we actually now can start weaving in with our technologies, including uh, outdoors to indoor positioning. I'm only citing a few of the technology goodies which we have, if you will, uh, a complete view of uh, that consumer so that the publisher can present uh, more stellar experiences and uh, our friend Tom can then build in advance the campaigns. Uh, Tom, how do you do that? And I'll let you handle that that piece as well and yeah. uh, what you do at Averf. Yeah, so, um, you know, here has always been um, um, an attractive potential partner for us. You know, we're focused on engaging consumers in the marketplace, helping brands, you know, large and small, uh, reach consumers to to incentivize them to come in. You know, in, in the value exchange, and so um, our platform um, is location powered. You know, we we've always believed that that's kind of the secret sauce of mobile, what makes it special, and so uh, precise, accurate location data. So there's there's several steps and um, opportunities with Bourbon here. Uh, in the near term, it's as simple as using their world-class data around uh, uh, buildings and inside buildings and, and, and their uh, polygonal data and all that. Right now, we, you know, prior to the HERE relationship, we work with three or four different vendors and, and manually have to update and clean that, that data, but it's an, obviously an extremely important part of, 
of the uh, the opportunity. And so uh, here helps us quite a bit with that. And as we look to go into other markets where we haven't been building that kind of data for many years, um, they become a, a perfect partner to to hit a market much quicker. You know, you think about Latin America and, and Canada and, and markets like that. Right now, we have in the U.S. significant scale. We reached about 250 million devices. Uh, we tie them back to households, so we're able to show success around sales uh, and foot traffic and and store visit analysis. And so, um, in the in the immediate term, we benefit greatly from uh, their indoor. Uh, mapping, which is key going forward, and, and they're big fans of beacons like ourselves. Uh, and then in the longer run, you know, the mobile device is becoming the mobile hub, right? So it's it's basically connects the consumer and the advertisers' ability to connect with consumers across many devices. And so the uh, the auto is a very exciting uh, trend that's coming fast, as as we've seen with other other um, cars. Uh, so we're very excited to be part of that and help uh, the players in the here ecosystem connect all those screens and all those devices back to back to um, uh, data that allows for success and continued you know, uh, improved messaging and engagement, right? It, it, our, our core function is to, to help advertisers connect better with consumers. And so here's just a, you know, there's just so many opportunities coming down the pike. So they help us immediately with much, much better data, which helps our improve our, um, our success rates with um, advertisers and consumers. And then in the longer run, it's just between digital out-of-home screens, the connected TV, and, and then the, the auto. Uh, um, it's just uh, tons of opportunity to tie that all together in a meaningful fashion. And, yeah, and no, when you look yeah. at the timing as well, what happens is that the, the markets develop at different timing. And, and Tom hits the nail on the, on, the, on the head here by actually hinting at the connected uh, car screen and monetization, which of course you can argue from an advertising perspective is not there yet at scale. But remember, a car is being designed and the architectural uh, decisions about how to empower the experience in that car are being designed on the cycle and counting in years, which is really forever in advertising, obviously. And so we do bring that long sight view, that long arc view, uh, since we are and continue to power the uh, connected car experiences of all the auto OEMs, of course, uh, they're all our customers. And so the alignment here is, is to look at the short term, the midterm and the very long term. Yeah, no, and I can appreciate that. And I think that uh, you're, you're both exactly on point here in terms of where the market is going. I mean, from the LBMA's perspective, obviously for, for a long time now, we've talked about this idea of looking at location data as this cookie that, um, you know, for the physical world, right? In terms of tracking, you know, where people are, where consumers are throughout their day, throughout their shopping journey, uh, whether they're at home, driving to work, you know, taking public transit, you know, at the office, you know, you know, getting lunch or at the grocery store or on their way home, you know, and how media um, platforms intersect with that, that we can engage. And it's and all of that relies on having good, high quality data, um, you know, whether that's indoors or outdoors. And, and so so I can appreciate where you're coming from on this. And, you know, something to kind of pick up on what you said, Tom, uh, you know, you talked about um, you know, the need, uh, or at least the desire, I think, amongst uh, the advertising community uh, to have better attribution. I, you didn't use that word specifically, but 
it, it's something that we're we're constantly hearing in the industry in terms of um, you know accuracy of of attributing uh, the advertising that's going on there by tying it to uh, you know just better quality location data um, and uh, that's that's something you know that's that's an ongoing challenge in our industry um, from the perspective of bad map data fake you know listing data you know all sorts of uh, of poor uh, you know quality data that's out there and so when you can get high quality data um, as you're getting here, I think uh, you, you can solve a lot of the issues that, that we've seen in our industry. So maybe just shifting gears a little bit, um, let's talk about that, the advertising kind of use cases around this now. So when it comes to the, the demand by brands and advertisers to kind of focus on personalization and, and hyper-local targeted advertising, um, how do you see, you know, as the market matures, as we get access to to multiple media platforms, whether that's in the car or in the store or, you know, uh, through digital signage or, or what have you, um, how do you see us being able to manage kind of the, uh, you know, sort of the consent and privacy issues around this, um, you know, at this time, especially when there's there seems to be a hyper focus on it? So I said a little earlier that ultimately it has to be anchored into a recasting of the covenant, sometimes I like to call it, between the end user and the publisher. And ultimately the publisher are going to be on the front lines of that relationship with the end user to provide them a delightful, targeted, personalized and relevant experience in a trade where the consumer understands that yes, if they're going to be allowing the publisher to start exploiting their data, it has a reason and it has a benefit to them. Ultimately, that's the, the fundamental thing. And the industry will, I have no doubt, uh, come with uh, putting more and more scrutiny onto what that, uh, that that does. Here is a global company. We're very familiar with, of course, GDPR and what the European Union has actually put in place. Uh, and as we advance in the in the market, uh, we are going to be as you know a neutral geometry platform of the world empowering our partners uh, to do uh, to do the same. The publisher will be at the front line uh, and ultimately a better targeting has to be understood that way. More to come as the industry matures and as we ourselves uh, shape our, our, our thoughts um, and we'll do everything we can to help our, our friends at Verve uh, into that, uh, that uh, better uh, consumer experience. Uh, I'll finish by, by pointing to our marketing colleagues who will make available to you the lead and the, the link to the little uh, speech that I gave on the CES show floor on the here booth about media and where this is all headed in the time of 5G and, and privacy. And you'll see that uh, the out of the survey that we did last year, polling consumers in across 30 countries, maps and navigation come number one in the business reason why a consumer understands why they are being asked to share the location signal. And I believe and I predict that we're going to see more and more advertising campaigns being targeted on the basis of now there is a coupon, now there is an offering, now there is a promotion, now there is a store nearby actually driving you there, uh, voice interactions, uh, on-screen navigation, and of course one day in the car navigation. Yes. Tom? Yeah, Tom? Um, great answer, everybody. So the, um, you know, we've been in this space for a long time. Um, I was working on mobile advertising and location data, you know, as far back as 99, you know, uh, inside Nokia and working with carriers. Uh, and every few years, you know, given the um, 
the the uh, the potential of location data, this conversation kind of pops up, right? And and we have always we're, we have always felt like the consumer is first. We're a consumer first company, and if it's good for the consumer, then it's good for the business, and it's good for us. And so we've always been leaning in towards um, evolving with the marketplace, right? And I love the stat, like uh, all the, you know, there's more data this, this year than, uh, than previously the history of man, you know, I mean, that's how much yeah. data is uh, getting us spun out, you know, and it's, 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 it's amazing it's, to think that way and to hear that something like that. But when you, when you talk about 5G and a trillion IOT devices around the globe, uh, you can see where this is getting to a place where the consumer has to participate and, and let everyone know what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. So the conversation is completely valid, right? The last thing we want is to, to live in a, a creepy uh, environment where consumers are really unhappy and, and everyone doesn't, you know, lacks trust and all that. So we're, um, we're very, very much about, you know, what's good for the consumers, good for us. We've always loved Apple from that perspective. Um, you know, we were one of the first on the Apple platform and I think uh, they've kind of led the way. And so if you're, Getting back to the quality of precise, accurate location data, the fact is if you have great data, we have, we, we have what we call movement science, and if you're doing it really well, you just don't need volumes and volumes and volumes of, of uh, precise location data to identify whether or not the campaign is being, being effective and, and you're helping consumers and, and, um, and advertisers. And so um, I think what's going to happen is the messaging is going to get much, much clearer, which is a good thing. You're not going to get a link to a – to a long page of legalese that people will never read, right? So you're already starting to see that. If you look at like uh, the guest, I think the, someone showed me the Guest Buddy app. If you download that, it kind of yeah. kind of lays out exactly why it needs your location, and it's not just about you know getting the the, the cheapest gas station. You know, it's about them monetizing their business. And and so another good LBMA found, member, by the way, Guest Buddy. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're they're doing a lot of great things. And um, as gas in California continues to go through the roof, I was like, I used to say like, who uses that? I'm like. I got my Gas Buddy app. I got my Gas Buddy card now. <laughs> I'm driving an extra four miles. I get 25% off. You know, it's like, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, they, I think that messaging is fantastic. And as Herve uh, um, pointed out, you know, some of these apps, and these, these tend to be who we work with, just have a high proficiency for, for, a, um, for a, an opt-in, right? And that's the key. Going direct and, and getting the opt-in and carrying that with you along the way so that you can show this is first-party data, the consumer is has opted in, and, and does appreciate the value created by location data, uh, both from the app's um, reason for being, use case, and then also for the relevant, you know, meaningful advertising that they're receiving, right? So um, I think it's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, coverage. There's a lot of noise. And, and honestly, you know, I, I was telling uh, Herbie and his team, we're in the middle of ad tech hell, quite honestly, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to the other side of this where we're back to innovating around mobile and, and 5G and devices and stuff like that. Um, but, it, but it all makes sense. I mean, the reality is there's just so much, you know, noise in the marketplace and, and not the most uh, trustworthy uh, actors and players that are participating. So if we can, you know, move to remove them, it'll be a much, much better uh, environment for all of us. So you know, we're big fans of how this is moving and we're supporting everything along the way. Yeah, no, and I can appreciate that comment. And I think there's 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 lots of work to be done uh, in cleaning things up. Uh, you know, from when I look at our annual research uh, global uh, trends report, uh, we've we, you know, we've seen it year over year get a little bit better, but there's still a long way to go in terms of quality of data and accuracy and trust 
in that data. So, um, but uh, but you're you, you know what you guys are, are doing here, I think, makes a ton of sense. And as you say, you don't need volumes and volumes of data. I think what you do need is 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 high quality, accurate uh, data. And it sounds like that's that's what you're getting here in this partnership. Um, you know, interesting enough, just one last comment is uh, one of the other stories we're talking about on this show uh, this week is a partnership that just got signed. Last week, uh, between Sinclair Holdings and Harman, uh, big uh, in in car um, uh, radio digital streaming platform, and th what they're doing is, is actually working on a brand new platform to bring broadcast TV into vehicles. Um, so as you think about that, right, uh, and you think about what what we've just been discussing here and the trends that we're seeing in connected car and telematics, it, it, it's fascinating to me to see how we can take a platform like Verve one of the best in the business, you know, from that perspective and a platform like here, uh, you know, with high quality, uh, you know, uh, data in terms of mapping the world and understanding both indoors and outdoors, you know, what's going on and, and all of that uh, and bringing those things together and, and to be able to project forward for me, you know, how that's going to play into things like emerging platforms like broadcast television in vehicles, right? Because, you know, as we get to, you know, self-driving vehicles, we have more time to consume media and advertising, right? Because we're not driving anymore. So, um, so that, that that's interesting to me, and I think that's that's something to watch. But uh, I appreciate both of you taking time out of your busy schedules. Um, Hervé, thank you so much. Tom, uh, much thanks uh, for for you being here. And again, for our audience, we've been chatting with Hervé Uteza, who heads up media advertising and technology for uh, for Here Technologies, and uh, Tom Kenny, CEO and co-founder of Verve. Uh, guys, thank you so much and look forward to chatting again soon. Take care. Thank, thank you, everybody. See you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day um, to share with us and look forward to kind of watching this partnership uh, evolve and uh, mature uh, over time. It's, uh, it's a fascinating one and it, it's one that makes a ton of sense to me uh, and, and to our industry, I think. So there you go. All right, on to our member news now. Uh, first uh, story here is really uh, just about a, uh, an acquisition, uh, and that is Gimbal, uh, who we talk about uh, from time to time on the show, has purchased uh, the media business unit of Uber Media, uh, which is a um, California-based uh, mobile analytics company. And really, you know, uh, Gimbal is Gimbal's an interesting company to me because it's gone through, you know, a bunch of iterations uh, over the last number of years, right? Um, and, uh, but they've been moving on this steady path and making some acquisitions and kind of really filling out, uh, the portfolio of data, uh, and analytics and, and services that they, they can bring to the table. So, um, you know, I think this is really cool. Uh, it helps them a little bit also on sort of, uh, international, um, expansion, uh, kind of bringing in some new markets and new accounts uh, to the table uh, that are coming through the Uber Media side. Uh, you might remember we talked about their previous acquisition last year of uh, Drawbridge uh, and their advertising uh, components. So as I said, like these guys are, they're kind of on a nice steady, you know, uh, path of um, kind of just growing the portfolio, growing the service uh um, you know, area that they're in, uh, all focused around, you know, core location data and advertising. And, um, 
you know, I really like uh, kind of the uh, where they're going with this. And, um, you know, obviously the, it's not just the, the software and services that they get here, but uh, the team as well, the, the personnel that come with it, senior people, uh, experienced people in our industry. Um, so I love watching these types of, uh, of merger acquisition uh, type of activity. And it, again, it speaks to the maturing of, of the location-based marketing uh, industry overall. And um, yeah, so uh, so good on them. Good for uh, for Gimbal. Good for Uber Media, uh, and good for our industry overall. Any thoughts from you? Yeah, we've seen a lot of pivots from Gimbal over the years, and um, you know how they've been positioning themselves. But lately, rather than just seeing kind of like a pivot here or just like a little tweak there to their business or or focus, I think we've been seeing them start to paint a picture. So there's obviously something bigger that's coming down the road, and I feel like it's going to be obviously. Um, kind of like a holistic approach to to their business here um, and to the location-based marketing in their special way, right? So, you know, you have the advertising component, the media component, the location component. Um, you have all of this that's kind of coming into one big conglomerate. And I think that they're, rather than building it themselves, they said like, hey, let's just uh, bring in people and companies who have proven this out, who are doing a really good job. We're not going to recreate the wheel. So it's nice to see, you know, it's like this, puzzle that's sort of coming together so um it'll be interesting to see like once it's complete what exactly they've been wanting to do with it but um you know i think there's like a bigger plan rather than just some random acquisitions that are behind all of this mm -hmm. so. much yes. to see <laughs> yes Very so good. our our next story you know i feel like now i'm going to be covering two types of stories like forever in a day pizza. one's going to be pizza and the other is going to be like the doom and detriment of location data. <laughs> that was Rob's role, Ariana, in the past, right? So you know you're sort of you know you know you're you're, you're um, filling filling that uh, that well, gap there around pizza stories for sure. Well, like as you feel the doom and like you need comfort food, you know, then there's pizza. So um, yeah. first the doom. That's what I'm focusing on today. So. Recent story came out. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it by the time you hear this, but AT&T is going to stop selling their location data to third parties. Now, it's not just AT&T. Let's be honest; like all of the tier one providers are really kind of lumped into this. Um, so, what's interesting to me is that they said the reason why they were doing this is because the information was ending up in the wrong hands. I mean, how does that happen? Like. I, I don't know, you know, to me, that's amazing, right? Like, how does this even happen that it ends up in the wrong hands? But, you know, basically what was happening is that these carriers were licensing this location data to mostly, you know, third party uh, location aggregators, these data aggregators, and they were causing the problem, but they're not just eliminating the aggregators and the ones that were causing the problem. They've decided to eliminate all of the deals, even those that are with, um, you know, beneficial consumer apps like roadside assistance or, anything like that, like, you know, find my pet, I don't know, anything that they've got going on, all of those are going to cease. They're saying that everything will be done by March. Um, this is also following, uh, being followed by T-Mobile and Verizon. It's like everybody is just doing, you know, it's not just one or the other. Maybe that was T-Mobile and Sprint. But the point is, is like everybody's getting rid of these type of deals. And I think that they're realizing like, hey, you know, you had um, – a recent the California senator she came after them and was like hey this is not okay I'm gonna open up a FCC um, investigation we need to see what's going on here like it's not okay to have the privacy of consumers compromised and um, 
And, you know, a lot of this started out, which is really a crazy story, is there was a, a bounty hunter that somehow had access to this data that was able to identify um, a, a consumer, a, you know, a cell phone user, and, and find his location, which is crazy. Like, that, you know, that mm-hmm. one-to-one connection should not be okay, and it should not be allowed. Um, so my thought process here is a, is a couple-fold. I feel like this is not a good look for the location industry. Uh, this is not a good look for the carriers because it's really a big, it's a big compromise, right? Because as consumers, we're trusting them. We say everything on the phone. We text everything on the phone. We take pictures on our phones. Like the information that they potentially have access to, I think is scary, right? And so just now, like us knowing, we know that they've had access to our location data and have been sharing it. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it as a consumer, I think is frightening because then you wonder, well, what else is out there that they have access to that they're not sharing? Um, so I think it's a compromise of trust and I, and I hate that. I think it's bad for the industry. It's bad for them. Um, probably nothing will be done about it because these are multi-billion dollar corporations and, and, you know, you just, it takes a lot to take something like this down, but I think that this now the sad part is like, what about the beneficial use cases of this data? You know, now it's like they have to go back to ground zero and start building again. So, you know, maybe it is a plus, like we're building, we're kind of tearing it down to rebuild it and do it in the right way and in a privacy centric way. Um, But, you know, it's like, I think the carriers have so long been trying to diversify their income and generate new revenue sources. And this was a quick and easy one, but now it's kind of coming back to bite them. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm uh, obviously as as the head of the industry association around this stuff. I'm I'm extremely concerned by by this. Uh, I think that uh, you know this is uh, overreaction in a lot of ways. I think by 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 these players, uh, by these mobile operators. I think uh, I, of course people need to be concerned. People, uh, you know, there have been mis- many misuses of of, uh, of this type of location data over the years. But uh, it, we have to find the balance between you know the value and the benefits uh, to consumers uh, and to businesses, and at the same time, um, you know, respecting uh, privacy. There's no way you know people should be able to get to individual uh, you know subscribers on a network somewhere like that's that's just unacceptable. Um, so how they get there, you know, I don't know. I don't know, you know, what what uh, was out there, uh, you know, on, on those networks or how they, you know, uh, parsed that data or sold it uh, to enable that to happen. But that's that's unacceptable. But the reality is, is that, you know, as an industry, there's so much value in this data. And, um, you know, I think that um, we have to have access in some form, in aggregate form to uh you know, mobile operator data. I mean, it, it's, you know, like think about what we just described, right? Like of, of these in-car partnerships and so on, right? As we go to 5G networks and we go to these kinds of things and we talk about streaming, um, are we going Are we going to just wind the clock back and go to, you know, standard old broadcast television just delivering into the car now with old style TV commercials and nothing's personalized and, you know, all of that, like, you know, and it's just a one-to-many world, and there's nothing hyper-local. I, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, and and can we rely solely on on satellite uh, location tracking? 
while it's getting better, absolutely, and some of the, the new satellites that are going up there are going to give us much more accurate positioning than uh, you know the satellites of old, which would be like three meters accuracy uh, at best. Um, you know, I, we have to have this. To, to me, it's a world of blended signals, um, and um, you've got to have this. And, and you know, I think a lot of consumers would be up in arms if they lost their Uber apps and their Waze apps and their, you know, uh, weather apps and all these other things that we rely on, uh, you know, for making our, our lives more convenient uh, in so many ways. And all of it relies on location data. And I think the mobile operators have a role to play in that. So I, I hope that this is temporary. This is reactionary only. And at some point, you know, we find our, our way back to, um, proper consent, proper monetization, um, and transparency, uh, because that's where it needs to be. That's it. That's all I gotta say. So that was long. That was a lot. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. One final story, uh, this week, um, about our, uh, our good uh, friends and members, Indoor Atlas. Uh, I haven't talked about these guys for a little while. Uh, you may know them as, uh, being one of the pioneers in developing, uh, um, indoor positioning over magnetic fields um, and so you know a uh, lot uh, has gone on in, uh, in that particular space and uh, you know it can be very accurate at times uh, it can be you know v difficult at times uh, but uh, it was a game changer when they came out to the marketplace with this because it required no hardware there was no beacons there was no Wi-Fi it was strictly using magnetic fields and kind of uh, creating a, a fingerprint of a building based on its steel structure and, and storing that in a database and matching compass readings and all those kinds of things. So um, great, great technology uh, innovation and they're still at it. Um, and except now that, you know, it's not just purely the magnetics, they're blending this with other sensors and fusing things together uh, to, to give you the most accurate positioning indoors. Um, and they've announced a new partnership with a company called Locust Labs, um, and this is a well-known player in the in the uh, uh, indoor uh, positioning space around digital wayfinding and map management and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, they they do a lot of work in airports and rail stations and you know large footprint uh, um, you know buildings you know campuses university campuses you know those types of things. So. Um, and so really, you know, it's kind of taking their knowledge and expertise and their customer base around, you know, sort of big scale, uh, large scale deployments uh, and teaming up with Indoor Atlas to bring their, um, you know, their capabilities around sensor fusion and uh, sort of self-serve uh, deployment uh, to the table. Um, and so that's really it. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's a good partnership. It's a simple partnership and they're often the best. So. Yeah, this partnership makes complete sense to me. Um, and I mean, I don't really have a ton to add. I think that what they're doing in the combination of the two different companies is, is a is a perfect partnership. And I think they're gonna bring different things to the table and kind of diversify their approach um, in you know the indoor mapping and the location space. So we'll have to just stay tuned, I think, and see like how that uh, user experience is going to be um, Bettered and and have like a more full picture with uh, whatever they bring up next, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, like it's one of those things too. Like you know, the space that Indoor Atlas because we're pioneered around magnetics is one that I think is often kind of not looked at enough, or like it doesn't get 
you know, enough sort of, uh, you know, validity in the marketplace. And yet I think there's so much potential for it, especially when you fuse it, fuse it with other sensors. Um, so I, I, I'm, I guess if I have one sort of hope, you know, for, for this partnership is that, uh, you know, it creates more visibility or shines more of a light on kind of the potential for, for magnetic fields as a, as a way to determine indoor positioning and location. Um, you know, we talk a lot about things like smart lighting, um, which has, has accelerated significantly uh, in the last, uh, you know, 12 to 18 months. And I think there's an opportunity for this as well um, that I'd like to see sort of kind of move at a similar uh, sort of clip. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. So. Very good. That's our show for this week. Two industry news stories, three member news stories, special guests from here and Verve. Um, and uh, yes, uh, you've been listening to episode number 398. We'll, of course, be back next week with yet another show. And um, if you'd like to follow us on uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those kinds of things, uh, we'd love you to do so. If you have story ideas, um, you know where to find us uh, on those platforms. Feel free to reach out to us, email us, um, you know, uh, flag us down on one of those channels. The information on, on the social channels is at the end of the show. Um, and um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, good, bad, or, or, you know, just if you've got an idea. So reach out to us. And uh, thank you for listening and watching. We'll be back next week. Bye. <laughs>